Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Here they are, your Weekend Warriors, Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. And I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for tuning in with us today, and uh, we are super excited. We're so happy to be on the air in Portland on KEX. Yeah, so, 1190 KEX. Thank you so much for bringing us on. We are happy to be here. Uh, Tony and I have been in the building materials industry for a combined 46 years or something. Mm-hmm. Crazy amount of time. We've... Uh, We've worked for Par Lumber Company locally. I work at West Lynn. Tony works at Par Newburgh. And uh, we we just sell building materials. But we also weekend warrior. Yes. That's what we call it. That's right. We do. I have my weekend warrior projects. And you have your weekend warrior projects. And we share in all of our listeners' weekend warrior projects. Well, and we are you forgot. Su- surrounded by it all the time. You also have my weekend warrior projects. Yes, project. I have your weekend warrior projects. So project. I have mine and you have mine. <laughs> That's right. So. I have a I have a big plate. I can take lots of weekend warrior <laughs> projects, uh, but we have a lot of fun with it, and uh, and so it's very exciting to start something new and challenging to complete something new, but then exciting to start something new again. Yeah, you know we that's the thing about this show. We talk about all of our projects that we do on our own homes, our failures, our successes, you know, successes, and and just different things. We also have a YouTube channel that we record a lot of videos on. And we put those up. Uh, and you can find those. If you ever want to go look at those, they're at par.com uh, and click on the Weekend Warriors link. And that'll take you over to our little page. It's got our YouTube channel, our Instagram and our Facebook and all that stuff. So uh, go check that out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but Tony and I, you know, we just get together every week and we talk about this stuff. And today is no different. We are on here today because I ventured into a project. I was at Costco. The other day. Yeah. Uh, and well, it was a couple of weeks ago now. I was at Costco and they were selling smart bulbs. Do you, do you have any smart bulbs, Tony? No. All my bulbs are super dumb. Super dumb. I, I tell you what, I have only just recently finally replaced all of the bulbs in my house with LED bulbs. Oh, that's smart. I mean, well, it was smart of me, smart but the, of you. the bulbs aren't any smarter. Uh, they're a little less expensive. Yeah. Uh, monthly they're a little less expensive but they're more expensive to buy up front yeah they are there uh there was legislation pushed through that essentially made this was years ago i know you know the incandescent bulb they they kind of put they didn't put a ban on selling them they put a ban on like importing them and then manufacturing new bulbs like you can still buy them you know they're still out there not very much. They, they but, found a loophole, I think. Yeah, I don't know exactly. I think they may have rolled back some of the, the regulation. There there are reasons that some people buy incandescent bulbs, not just for wasting energy. <laughs> uh, but they do work really well. The, the new LED, when LED first came out, it was terrible. Really expensive. It was really expensive. The bulbs were like $20 to $25, $30 a piece, and they were like blue. Do you remember that? Yeah, really, really stark, just harsh. Yeah, like, uh, like, like you'd be in a 
in a clean room or something. Yeah. The kind of light you'd find in a clean room. Yeah, they're terrible. I mean, and before that, they were CFL. CFL was the newest technology. It's compact fluorescent light. Yeah, those were curly cute ones. Yeah, it took them forever to warm up. It seemed like and. There was a lot, I don't know. They just didn't seem to put off the light. Right. And, the, you know, the technology did get okay. But part of the problem with the CFLs is really difficult to dim them. You couldn't buy dimmable CFLs for a long time. And then they finally came out with dimmable CFLs. Uh, but then they still had trouble. I had some, I, I was an early adopter of the CFL. I really liked the idea of saving energy. Um, but, yeah, you, you would dim them down. And then they would buzz or something, or they wouldn't turn off, or they would flicker or whatever. Flicker, yeah. So I mean, that was a that was a technology that kind of came and went. You can still buy CFLs, but I feel like the technology just isn't worth it. Well, it's not LED, that's for sure. Well, and here's the other thing with CFLs: CFLs have mercury in the bulbs, right? So if you shatter one, you kind of need to clean that up uh, in such a manner that you don't get the uh, Mercury on your hands or, or whatever. Or so, leave it where it is for somebody else to get it. Right. I mean, there actually is on, I think it's on the CDC website, uh, uh, procedures on how to clean up CFL bulbs. Mm. So anyway, it's one of those things that LED all the way around, they're just, it's a better technology. Right. And But when LED first came out, they were expensive. Right. 25, 30 bucks a bulb. And now you can get LEDs. For a dollar a piece or less. So it's really come down in price. And now the newest thing, smart bulbs. Yeah. So tell me about this. What's What makes this bulb so smart? Smart bulb. This is what we're going to talk about today, right? So we, Tony Wait, and we're going to talk about smart bulbs? Well, we're going to talk about everything smart. We're going to talk about... We're going to talk about me. <laughs> you are very smart. <laughs> but when you look at... Where we are in technology, you know, um, home automation is a term that comes up. Smart home, smart devices, smartphone. You know, we all have these things that they claim to be smart. Right. Uh, but we're, that's what we're going to kind of talk about today. We're going to differentiate those differences and some of the things that make up a smart home. But going back to the LED thing, smart bulbs. Smart bulbs the ones that I bought, they were uh, they were pretty inexpensive. They were $10 for two bulbs, and they tout on the box that you can, with your smartphone, they come with a little app, and then you click a little thing, and then you can dim them down with your phone. You can change the color of them. You can set timers on them. So you can say, I want you to turn on at 6 a.m., wake all the kids up. And turn off at 9 a.m. And then turn back on. You know what I mean? You can create these things. And they also have something that are where you create what they call scenes. Scenes are, I don't know, what's the best way to describe that? It's like a, uh, a program that runs to create a, a visually... Um, pleasing please yeah an ambiance if you will yeah you create this scene that's run on your smartphone either with on a schedule or with the push of a button you can have in the app you go click the button you say it uh movie time was the first one that i created i created one called movie time and i put these bulbs in all of the lamps in my tv room so when i push movie time 
they all dim down to, you know, 5% dimness and they change to like a really like a light blue color. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, uh, is light blue the optimal color to view the television set? Honestly, it's terrible. Oh. Um, <laughs> I've already deleted it, but I tried it. And that's what I did. I created this one called Movie Time. So the other part of that is you can sync it with your phone, you know, with your uh, Siri or Alexa or Google Assistant. And we're going to talk about those later. So making it voice activated. Yeah, you can say, hey, Siri, um, Movie Time. It's movie time. Interesting. And it will and it will run that script and turn all your lights to the movie time. So more than just a novelty, it sounds like. We gotta take a quick break when we come back. More home automation. You listen to Tony Core, your weekend warriors, don't go away. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today, Tony and I are talking about home automation, smart homes, smart devices, that sort of thing. And if you don't know what home automation is, uh, it's it's a very broad term. Yeah, it could definitely take on multiple meanings from the simplest thing like a smart bulb and an app that allows you to change the colors of your bulbs to... Uh, a smart home, which is literally uh, everything you can possibly imagine that is operated solely by a voice command um, or the touch of a button uh, is uh, is actually pretty amazing. Actually, uh, I-, I read a scenario as I was reading about some of the things that you can do with home automation. I read a scenario where you're you're at home and uh, you sat down and your lights, uh, because you said it's reading time, your lights um, dimmed to a, a sort of a certain mood you know, light while you're reading and the, the heat was adjusted to, uh, to suit you being you know, in, the, in that room and doing that thing. And then someone comes to the door and rings the doorbell and the porch light comes on and your your phone alerts you that someone's at the door and you can see a picture of their face on your phone. I mean, all of these things. And then, and then a speaker allows you to speak to the person that's standing at your front door and you still haven't moved out of your chair. And all of that just happened automatically because you have these smart devices and this smart app on your smartphone that, uh, you know, apparently it leaves you to be able to not do anything except just speak and the entire world will just continue to revolve <laughs> around you. Uh, it, you know, the the options, it seems to me, are just about endless. And the amount of money that you can spend to make that happen is also endless. You're absolutely right. You know, uh, years ago, we had on our show a few times uh, the guys from a company locally called Evolved Home. They're, uh, they run a, a business based in Milwaukee. Uh, they're really, really smart guys, probably smartest people I've ever met. And they, f- 
for the longest time have been doing this home automation thing. We were walking through, I think we met them at a home and garden show in in Portland. Yeah. And we walked by their booth and they were, they had their little phone out and they were rolling up the blinds on these window display that they had, rolling the blinds down and controlling all the lights. And the, and the music that was on the, right. playing over the speakers. We stopped on our tracks and yeah. we're like, what is this? <laughs> what is happening here? How are you doing this magic? <laughs> and, you know, it was really compelling. So we had them on the show. They came into the studio with us and, and talked with us. And these guys, that's what they do professionally. They go in and set up full systems that are integrated with whatever you want, essentially. And they do that professionally. So you have to you pay them to do that. It's not terribly inexpensive it's really not you 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 pay the service you pay for the the products that they bring in uh and there's a multitude of different things you can go check out their website it's uh i think it's evolvedhome.com evolved-home.com and the stuff that they do is amazing and i remember him sitting in the studio telling us that they had a project where somebody spent a hundred thousand dollars on home automation and some of the things that they were able to do was incredible. Incredible. But one of the things that really stuck with me is he said, you know, you walk out to your car, you push a button that's in your pocket, or you don't even. You have your keys in your pocket. You walk up to your car. It unlocks the, automatically. The doors unlock. It, it senses you when you get right. to a certain distance from it. And the doors unlock. The doors unlock. You get in, all the lights turn on. You sit down in the chair and you push, push a button. button. And it starts. And it starts. And you push another button and it conforms to your preferences. Yep. Because when the last time that you left your car, somebody else drove it. And now, now my key shows up and the car knows it's me and it, and it puts the seat where I want it. And everything. The radio. All your preferences are there. And then you walk into your home. You get out the keys. You unlock the front door. <laughs> you drop your keys. You turn on all the lights. You drop your groceries. You know, these are the things that... It's cold in there. You spend $50,000 on your car, and it does all these things for you. You spend 400000 on your house, and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> Which right. I found that very interesting. Yeah. And the fact that these guys were doing this stuff so long ago uh, was incredible, and we really enjoyed having them on. But what we're going to talk about today is more geared towards the Weekend Warrior. People like you and me, Tony who will take on projects themselves. And honestly, the landscape of products that are out there for the do-it-yourselfer, it's within reach. It's, it's really not terribly difficult to go the home automation route using certain products in, in things. Following certain guidelines, in my opinion, and also tempering your expectations a little bit. Sure. Because totally. because look, this isn't the Jetsons. There is programming that needs to be done. There is uh, you know, there's understanding interfaces and uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that have to go into now look, you could buy all of the components, you can install all this stuff, and you can get all the apps, right? And you can have everything cuz it's available right now and you can get it all installed. That doesn't make it simple to operate it. You see, it's a complex system. And if you don't know how to make it simple, simple, a simple operation, then when you've just got a convoluted 
conglomeration, right? Uh, you know, a menagerie of all of these different components and different apps that run different components, and it becomes, you know, n- not easy to use. Well, tedious. Yeah, and if it's not easy to use, guess what? You won't use it. Right. You simply won't do it. So it's got to be, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. And there's also a lot of components out there that are not compatible. You can buy one component that runs off of uh, a 2.4 gig, whatever that is, 2.4 G um, router. router yeah, or internet connection, and one that runs off of a 5G internet connection. So there's a lot of things you have to look at, some that run off of radio frequency versus some that run off of Wi-Fi or some that run off of Bluetooth. So choosing the right thing that works with your stuff, choosing items that are compatible with each other, choosing one interface or app that will run multiple different types of things. There's a lot, it's a lot of things that go into it. So, you know, we're going to talk about some of that stuff today. If what you want to do is have some really cool lights that change colors and you want to be able to operate it on your phone, easy. <laughs> you can go spend less than a hundred bucks and you can have that, right? But that is one tiny little component in what your imagination sometimes can make, you know, something much bigger. And so accomplishing what your imagination is telling you at once can be challenging. I only just am trying to temper the listeners a little bit, Corey, so that they understand what we're talking about is um, it can be limited to your uh, budget and your capability. Well, it is definitely limited by your budget uh, and your know-how. Uh, you can't uh, necessarily do all the things that we're talking about today if you have zero knowledge of networking but or we're gonna, zero knowledge of electrical work. Right, but we're going to talk about components. We're going to talk about a lot of the components, and then when you have the list of components, the things that are important to you, then you can go out and find components that work together, and probably you can compile those things together with a hub and with an app, and and you can create your system like Corey has been doing at his house. So really, this all comes from a Weekend Warrior project that started in Corey's brain. and uh, Literally and, like two weeks ago. And it's, it's interesting to hear where he started and where he's at now. So... You started with smart bulbs that change colors (laughs) and you can control them on your phone. But when you bought those and you got that app and you started to play with that, that wasn't the extent of your imagination. Well, no, because I had that in my history. We had talked to those guys from Evolved Home. I kept going back to that. And we're going to talk about how he got to where he is now right after this break. You're listening to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Hey, if you haven't already, go check out our Facebook and Instagram page. We're at WW Home Show, uh, or you can check us out on uh, on our YouTube channel. We've got all kinds of cool videos we upload on there. It's uh, YouTube.com forward slash WW Home Show. Uh, we'd really like it if you followed us on there and subscribed. So, uh, and let us know if you have any questions or comments. You can go to par.com, click on the Weekend Warriors link. 
that'll take you over to our website and it's got our email address on there. You can send us your questions, your comments. We really like to hear from them, uh, from our listeners. And if you think we're wrong, we'd love to hear that too. Oh, absolutely. Yes. We get that more often. Yeah, more often than I, especially me. (laughs) Usually me. Usually Tony. Yeah. You know, I do want to address something because we had a listener, Tony and I, not too long ago, were talking about uh, reducing the amount of energy you use in the wintertime. And this is a little off topic from today, but we got a comment from a listener who said straight up, you're wrong. And what we had said was, if you live in a house during the wintertime- With forced air. With, yeah, with forced air, with, with a lot of rooms, close off those rooms you don't use and uh, seal them off and you'll save energy. Well, it makes sense, right? I mean, you would think to yourself, that makes sense. If you close the register in a room that you're not using, then that would divert that heated air to another room. And so you would get a larger volume in another room than you did in that, you know, with that, than you would if that register was open. And then those rooms that the heat is going into would heat faster, causing you to use less heat or you'd heat for a shorter time. Well, it turns out that thought process is wrong. And you do some Google searches and you you ask around some of the professionals and it in fact is, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't automatically move that forced air. It, what it does is it just puts a strain on your forced air system. And it could potentially, by uh, causing a strain, a heavier load on the fan inside of your uh, HVAC or furnace, uh, you could be ruining your furnace. So if you want to buy a new one, five, six, seven, ten thousand dollars $10,000 for a furnace, then take our advice. Take our advice. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Um, but... I would say that for a non-forced air system, right? Like like uh, like I have, like what you have. Yeah, I have a space heating system. Yeah, you have cadet heaters throughout your house. That's one right, in every room. That's right. Well, it would make sense for you to close those rooms off and turn off those things because you're not you don't need them on in those rooms, right? Or if you have any sort of other electric heat registers or radiant heat registers, you know, it would make sense to turn those off. Sure. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because a listener pointed it out that we were wrong. And yes, you're right. We were wrong. And uh, I feel... uh, uh, You feel a weight lifted? You feel a weight lifted off your shoulders now? I just feel obligated to (laughs) spread that information. Well, here's the thing. We are uh, human, human weekend warrior guys, and we, we still learn stuff. You know, we're learning stuff all the time. We don't know everything, but we but we do like to share what we what we think we know, and uh, and we share what we do know, and so that's that's why we're here, really. Well, I think I always have this thought that anybody that tells you that they know everything is lying. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows everything. Yeah, constantly learning. So, yeah. Anyway, today we're talking about home automation, which is a really fun topic uh, for me. Uh, you know, and up until I, you know, was at Costco the other day and I bought these bulbs and I brought them home, plugged them in, turned them on. I always thought to myself that these home automated smart bulbs that are typically really expensive, you know, 20 to $30 a bulb, it just seemed ridiculous. Like, why would you want to get on your phone 
to turn the lights on and off. Well, I could just walk over to the lamp. It's, <laughs> right. It seemed really kitschy to me, you know, right. or, or novelty. Yeah, novelty thing. Um, I quickly changed my thought process on that when I got the bulbs home. I bought six of them. I bought three packs of these two packs, and I put the, I had four lamps in my living room and surrounding like connected room there, and uh, another one in my kitchen. And I put them in there and I set them up and quickly realized that it was pretty cool. Not just like kind of cool. It was really cool. I was pretty excited to get those put in there. And then I started doing a little more research. You know, like Tony said, you've got devices out there that are, that work by themselves, that are smart. You know, you have a, a doorbell that connects to an app on your phone and that's all it does connects to your phone. When somebody rings the doorbell, you get a little picture on your phone and that's it. Yeah. Well, there are there is other technology out there that connects with say your television and has facial recognition where somebody rings your doorbell, they look into the little screen and it tells you who it is. Hey, Tony's at your front door. Yeah. Do, do you want to answer? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. The uh, the things, and it's all readily available to people like you and me. Uh, the type of work or the type of system that I'm setting up at my house um, isn't terribly expensive. So far. So far. Um, you know, I've got, you know, probably a thousand bucks into it right now. And that has allowed me to automate all of the lights in my house. And I have music in every room and I have, um, my, uh, I'm getting installed a, um, thermostat, thermostat. Mm-hmm. and the thermostat's another 150 bucks or so, but the things that it allows you to do automatically or automated is pretty, pretty awesome. I will say. So what I went with was a system called home kit. And that's available on your Apple uh, products. Apple, uh, iOS, I think it has to be like 14 or newer or something. Uh, but it has this little software called Home. And I had, I didn't know what that app was. When I got my iPhone, I deleted the app. I was like, I didn't know what it was. I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. You know, but when you start researching these things, this app, what it does is it's a framework to connect all of these devices together in one location. And that's the thing that Tony and I were talking about, being smart. Well, you have smart bulbs, you have smart switches, you have smart plugs, you know, smart HVAC, doorbells, cameras, you know, even audiovisual like your television and your stereo. Uh, stereo and all those things can be controlled and automated. And when I mean automated, I mean, it, it means just like what it sounds like. You can, I can walk in my door right now and I can say, hey, Siri, on my, because I use the Apple system, I can say, hey, Siri, um, dinner party. And it will turn on certain lights that I want on. It'll dim them down. It'll put on jazz on my stereo and broadcast that over the speakers that I tell it to. And boom, it does that all by itself. So setting it up is one thing. You know, it takes a little bit of 
know-how and time and the right products to get that set up. But once it is, man, it's cool. And that's still just a small portion of the things that you can do. Like, for example, we know that there's a brand of doorbell called Ring. And the Ring device has got a little camera in it, right? And it's also got a speaker on it. Mm -hmm. And it's got a microphone on it, which allows you to hear what the person on your front porch is saying, allows them to hear what you have to say, allows you to see what's going on on your front porch at the same time, all while being a doorbell. Well, so that's one brand. Maybe that brand works with Apple Home if that's the one you're using. And maybe you can integrate that into your system. And then you just start to add things. Your your stove and your Ecobee, your uh, thermostat, all of those things, it starts to become a grand system. And all the things you can do with it are amazing. And so when we come back, we're gonna talk about yet another component that you could have. You're listening to Tony Core, your weekend warriors, don't go away. to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today, Tony and I are talking about smart homes, a.k.a. home automation or smart devices. It's kind of a term that gets thrown around uh, you know, one of the things about technology that always amazes me is how fast it moves. Yeah. You know, you could buy something and within a year it could be obsolete or five years. It could be completely obsolete. So, I, you know, Tony and I were talking about this in between the breaks, how 10 years ago it was almost unfathomable to think that you could have speakers, for instance, surround sound speakers or speakers throughout your home without running speaker wire. Right. I ran speaker wire in my last house that I built. You did? Yeah, I did. I ran it to every single room. I spent literally an entire day in between the builders um, finishing the framing, getting a framing inspection, and and then moving on to sheetrock and insulation and sheetrock. I spent an entire day just running speaker wire and cat five. I was running speaker wire and cat five to every room so that I could have internet and surround sound uh, in every room. No so matter where I was in the house, I could hear the radio playing or I've the been to your house CD player. But I've yeah. not seen any speakers. There's no speakers. There are holes in the ceiling with wire sticking out <laughs> because I never finished it because that's the story of my life. I start everything and never finish anything. The speakers aren't there. The wire is there, uh, but the speakers are not. Funny. Yeah. Well, for somebody like me, who moved into a house built in 1970, yes, there was no ethernet in every room. There was no speaker wire ran throughout the house. You know, So five years ago or 10 years ago, it just seemed unfathomable. But today, and it the time we're recording this show right now, there are numerous devices that you can buy on the market today that all sync up wirelessly. You need no wires. Right. It's incredible. And you don't even, yeah, you don't even have to, you could just set it. It's just a, a tiny, used to be big speakers. Used to be, 
you know, 16 inches wide by 24 inches tall by, you know, 12 inches deep, these big JBL speakers or, uh, whatever it was, Harman Kardon speakers, <laughs> right? Clips. Yes. And, uh, and now all the speakers give you the same sound, but they're just tiny little things, size of a. I wouldn't go cube. that far. I wouldn't say same sound. I, I would say good sound. But uh, if you're an audiophile, I don't think you're going to be terribly impressed with some of the speaker systems that are out on the market that are wireless. I'll give you that. I mean, I have. So being an Apple system, I went out and I got Apple products to allow me to use the systems that I'm going to put into place into my house. Um, for instance, you were talking earlier about a hub and some of those things. Well, I had to get to incorporate all of the systems that I put into place into my house. You have to get what's called an Apple hub. And there are three different products that can act as an Apple hub. One is an Apple TV. Now an Apple TV isn't, a TV. It's a streaming box. It's a device that is hooked up to your TV and the internet. And when you plug uh, the internet or Wi-Fi or whatever, hook it up to that, it brings up apps and it runs apps like HBO or Netflix or, you know, Hulu or whatever. And it allows you to play those on your TV using, you know, a remote. And I've had this conversation with people because people say, well, I have a smart TV. I can run apps on my smart TV. And you're absolutely right. You can. Uh, but in my experience and in my years of having smart TVs, I have never had a TV that worked well. <laughs> you didn't have one that was smart enough? Well, no, they're <laughs> always, they're, they start out that way. But the problem with these smart TVs is... They typically use very inexpensive processors and the processors work for the, you know, the stuff that's on there for a very short period of time. And as that Netflix app gets updated and updated and updated and bigger and bigger and bigger, it runs slower and slower and slower, <laughs> or they don't, they stop supporting that brand or that thing for that TV. And if you've ever seen this message pop up on your smart TV, when it says, uh, this TV will no longer run that app. Exactly. I've got that on my TV right now. And it's not even that old. Totally. So that's, Technology, man. That's kind of one of the things I was getting at is technology and future-proofing. Future-proofing is a word that is dumb to me. I mean, it's impossible. You can't future-proof anything. Like, for instance, you ran Cat5 cable through your entire house. That's right. And guess what? Cat5 is discontinued. And it's not, I'm sorry, it's obsolete because obsolete. Cat6 cable is out. Cat6 cable is what you need for the, the highest, baddest speeds around, right? So somebody that spent all that money running Cat5 and they want to run, you know, gigabit internet throughout their entire house, they're probably going to be mad because they can't. Yeah. And they're they're going to be buying more technology to replace old technology. So here's one. Here's one. Just wrap your head around this. We went from Cat5, everything wired, uh, you know, an internet plug, <laughs> an internet plug and a phone plug 
both in the same yeah. uh, plug in every room in my house. And now I don't use the phone plug and I don't use the internet plug because everything in my house is wireless. Right. Okay. Now that's today. Tomorrow, right, you have so many wireless devices that what you need to do is wire the devices that you can wire to make space for the wireless devices <laughs> because everything that you buy now is a smart device and this is uses true. your Wi-Fi wirelessly. And now suddenly you're in this situation where you have 57 wireless devices hooked up to your router. So I'll, over the past three years, I'm on my third router. In three years. <laughs> Just trying to keep up with technology, right? Right, because I had the one from the company, you know, the wire or the internet company, they give you the free one and you plug it in and you have boom, you have wire wireless. Yeah. Well, then after a period of time, you get more devices and more devices and more devices, and it just starts cutting off. It turns off internet and it shuts down. You gotta reboot it, reboot it, and reboot it. And then you're like, Man, screw this, I'm getting a bigger, better one. So I bought the bigger, better, awesome one. And less than a year later, it's doing the same thing. And so I have this new system. I got gigabit internet at my house. And I'm like, this is amazing. I'm going to get gigabit. So I plug my router in, get it all set up. 50K download. I get nothing. <laughs> I'm all, all of my devices. I'm like, what is going on here? So I call the internet service provider and I'm like, I, you guys didn't turn it on. And they say, well, hold on, click, 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 you know, check this, check that. And uh, they're like, what, what's your router brand? So I tell them, and they're like, oh, that's not gigabit compatible. Yep, get rid it of it. It does not broadcast the speeds at which you pay for. So I had like one or two devices connected to it. Like My TV is getting gigabit, but yep. you know that's about it. So I went out and bought a new system, and it's called a mesh router. This is the newest technology. Mesh routing is when you have a setup uh, of a router, and then you have satellite things that you plug in that connect to that router. And it creates this kind of this like gigantic mesh of internet. So you can go anywhere and have full internet speeds. And the one that I got, it's uh, Wi-Fi 6. That's kind of the newer technology up from Wi-Fi 5. And this Wi-Fi 6, it offers really, really fast internet. And I can be on my laptop on the other side of the house, pulling in about 600 gigabytes per second wow. download, which is incredible. Yeah, it is. Considering that what I was getting was about 40 on my previous router. Mm -hmm. So all that being said, again, future technology, it's, you know, it moves so fast, but you can't, I'm that person. I like to, I love technology. I'm, I'm not even going to say I like it because I love it. I am the guy that's, you know, getting a smart house right now. I'm, I'm, I'm putting together these products to make my house automated because I love it. And I look at these things and I say, man, that thing's going to be obsolete in how many years? Mm -hmm. One year, two years, three or five years. You never know. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like you can jump on and say, no, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to wait for technology to get where I need it to go. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Then you just find yourself in that situation. You're in the Stone Age. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so funny, uh, but we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, more home automation with the Weekend Warriors. Don't go away.
Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We're talking about home automation uh, for the Weekend Warrior. And before the break, we were talking about future-proofing, which to me is a dumb word because you can't future-proof anything. Well, that's not true. You you can future-proof some stuff. Here's a primary example. Corey. You have a standard vanity in your master bathroom with a sink and a faucet. And somebody's telling you about the latest and greatest new amazing thing, which is a vessel top sink that sits on a flat surface that you drill a hole through and your plumbing goes in where the drawers are of this sort of mm-hmm. old, you know, changed over uh, dresser that mm-hmm. was built in 1920. Repurposed. Yeah, right. And uh, and a, a faucet that, uh, you know, sort of, uh, it's like a fountain faucet. It sort of spits the water out, you know, into the center of this bowl. And uh, everybody is saying it's all the rage. Do you change out your vanity and your sink to put in a vessel sink with this uh, fountain-style faucet in your bathroom remodel? Or do you go with the old standard? I go with the old standard. See, you just future-proofed it. (laughs) Because you know that in one year or five years, that vessel sink's going to be like, ugh, that's so 2010. Well, we're not talking about trends here. We're talking about technology. You're talking about future-proofing. You didn't say technology. You said you can't future-proof anything. Oh, you know what I mean. I'm just telling you what you said. And so you might revise that statement. Well, go for it. Okay. You, you can't, can't future te- proof. You can't necessarily future proof technology. Okay. But that's good. There are things that you can do to help you along in the future. For instance, and, and I guess when you say future, what are we really talking about? You know, a hundred years? Probably not. Nah. Technology a hundred years from now is Who knows? It's not even going to be close. Right. But. Five, 10 years, 15 years, I think the technology that is on the forefront is probably okay for the next 10 years, right? Sure. So just for instance, like you put Cat5 cable through your whole house. Right. You can still use Cat5 cable today. You still yeah. can. You just, it just can't give you the potential. Yeah, it's not the best. You can't realize the potential. So if you want the best and you're building a new construction house, you probably want to put in Cat6 cable. Not necessarily because you need it this instant. You don't necessarily need Cat 6 cable in every single room, but it's not a a huge investment up front when you are building a house. And like you said, Wi-Fi gets crowded, and having the ability to plug something in at full Ethernet speeds in your office rather than Wi-Fi is so much better. And for that small investment up front, I feel like it's worth it. In the last three years, I have spent pretty good money replacing outlets in my home with outlets that have USB ports for charging devices. 
And yet, here we are on the precipice of USB being replaced by USB-C. Right. Because USB-C cords now are coming out with a USB-C um, connector on each end of the cord. And now suddenly you plug that USB-C into something that accepts USB-C. And so because it charges faster and it's better and that's the way it is, right? But here I am now going to be, you know, at some point, USB, you're going to have to what? Buy an adapter to adapt your USB-C to USB so you can use your old outlets, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Throwing good money after bad. Well, it, I think it really comes down to being smart with your smart devices that you put in, right? You know, you don't want to jump in both feet and, and spend tons of money on technology for your entire house that you don't necessarily need, uh, you know, because it might be discontinued in no time. You don't really know. It's, it's a gamble sometimes, but I feel like, and this is the reason that I went with Apple's Home Kit is what they call it, Apple Home Kit. Uh, it's a it's an app that's on your phone. Uh, yes, you do have to buy a hub, uh, which I went ahead and I bought a an Apple TV. An Apple TV will work as your hub. Uh, you can also buy a product called HomePod. Uh, what it is, it's like a speaker. It's like a big round speaker, and that has a processor in it. That's it's like a really fast miniature computer. Uh, with a speaker, and you can talk to it. You can talk to Siri out loud. She listens, and you can tell her to do things. So, part of the reason I went with Apple's because yes, they they're a huge company, the probably one of the biggest companies in the world, right? And I don't think there's a chance of them going out of business in my lifetime. However, there is tons of products on the market from manufacturers that I have never heard of. And in two years, I probably will never hear from again. So if you're buying products that use uh, technology that is proprietary, I guess is the word I'm looking for, um, buyer beware. Because I'll tell you one thing. About two years ago, I got on and bought, I got an Amazon and I bought a wireless um, camera system. I installed these cameras around my house yeah, and they, they go up to a DVR receiver. And I mean, it was pretty inexpensive. I think I paid 150 bucks for it. Uh, but one of the cameras stopped working and guess what? That company's long gone. Yeah. I cannot get a replacing camera. I can't even get another camera that will work with it because it's proprietary software. It only works with itself. So now you're looking for Apple cameras. <laughs> well, not necessarily yet, <laughs> but I have one bad camera that now I just have a blank spot on the screen. Right. But you're working in that direction. Uh, it kind of reminds me of what, what you're talking about. It kind of reminds me of um, collecting power tools, right? As home, as weekend warriors, we, we collect power tools. We need power tools to do the jobs. And of course, there's always a tool out there that does a job better than another tool, which uh, makes you want to go and get that tool. And the next thing you know, you've bought all these tools. Well, you know, future proofing has you buying Makita, for example. Yeah. Makita, who produces upwards of 100 uh, cordless battery-operated tools, and they sell one battery. One battery that's compatible with all of their tools. That's future proofing. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because Makita as as gets. Yeah, Makita's right? not going anywhere. You know, and if they have to roll out a, a new battery program or something for all these tools they've been selling, well, they're they're going to be there and they're going to be responsible for that and they're going to do the right thing. You know, they take that kind of thing seriously. So that's an example, I think, of future proofing money that you're spending today and you want to have the greatest stuff. Well, buy from a company that you feel like is going to be around. I've seen so many of these little um, names of manufacturers that make these components, but that doesn't mean it's reputable. We got to take another quick break. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for sticking with us. Today we're talking about home automation and uh, mostly about smart devices. You know, it's kind of a funny word, smart devices. You know, we all have smartphones and we know what those do. Uh, But kind of going into this idea that your house can do more for you than... You think. Right. Right? Yeah. Well, you here's the thing. You were inspired by a thing, and you bought a thing. You bought a smart bulb. You bought 10 smart bulbs, and you brought them home, and you hooked them up, and they did exactly what you wanted them to do. They had an app. They made different colors. They came out on and off with the, with the push of a button, but you wanted more. You were like, this is great. I love this. I want to add to this, and I want to be able to do more. And that moved you to your next purchase, which led you to your next purchase. And, and ultimately, you started to build this, uh, this system. Smart, yeah, smart home. You know, I think of it kind of like the first time that you've, you'd ever seen or installed your own motion light. You know, like the motion security lights. Of course. Yeah, everybody yeah. has them. It's a but, staple. You know, think about when those first came out. Whenever it was, you know. 80 years. I mean, I have no idea. When they came out, people said, oh, those people are home. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Somebody thought to themselves, I want to make a light. Somebody when saw somebody me. walks in front of it, boom, clicks on. And the person that designed that came out with it was probably Zenith or something. But when they came up with that idea and they put it out there, people thought that that was amazing. Uh, right? I, I thought it was amazing. I think it's still amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> I mean, I have two of them on my the front of my house. I have one on the front, one on the side. Anybody comes through my gate, boom, that thing lights up, super bright, LEDs, you know, it's amazing. Here's something else that's amazing. A little device that goes on the door of your pantry. And when you open the door of your pantry to get something out, the light comes on. Yep. That's it. It's simple. And when you close the door, the light goes out. Mm -hmm. You don't have to remember. You don't have to have a switch. You don't have to do any of that. You open the door. You're there. The light comes on. When you close the door, it goes off. Or you could put it on the refrigerator. And then after midnight, if you open the refrigerator door, alarms go off and tell everybody. <laughs> yeah, and then... Close the refrigerator door! It's a, it's a diet program. Which you're snacking! <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th- th- you think about a motion-activated light, and that essentially is a little bit of home automation. 
Now, add in something that notifies your phone. A little motion detector that notifies you says, hey, uh, motion on the side of the house. That's something very, very easy to do with Apple HomeKit. You buy a little device. It's like 30 bucks. Put it wherever you want. They're battery operated. So you could put it in there between the hours of, you know, 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. If there is motion in my garage, I want to know about it. And I want you to turn on lights in my bedroom. Boom. It's that easy. And a camera. You don't even need a camera. But you could have. You could. You absolutely can. They have cameras that will broadcast wirelessly over your system. And if you have motion, turns them on, turns the lights on, and it notifies you, and then it pops up on your phone, and you can see exactly what's going on. And, and it is invariably meow, kitty cat. <laughs> Probably. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully it's a cat. Right. Not a mouse. Right. Or a rat. <laughs> or a burglar. You want to get burgled? Yeah. No. Every 10 seconds. So kind just got of, that's, burgled. that's kind of where I started out with my system. I thought to myself, I'm just going to try this out. These little smart bulbs that, you know, you can try, you know, turn the lights on using your phone, you know, those sorts of things. But the minute that you plug them in and turn them on and you can talk, you can talk to your phone, you can hold the button down or just say, hey, Siri, you can just say out loud, hey, Siri, uh, turn on the lights. Boom. They all turn on. And that that automation came to you via the home home kit. The home well, and there was a device. Though. Well, it's called yeah. So Apple uses a system called Home Kit. That's the framework in which it allows all the devices to talk together. That's you, the app. That's the app. Now you need a a hub to work, and you can use an Apple TV, which or you've this, got, or this HomePod. Yeah, and I do have an Apple TV. Okay, so. I added in the HomePod because I liked the idea of having a wireless speaker. It's a really nice wireless speaker. It sounds really good. And you can talk to it. You can talk to Siri. You can also, if you're you're having a conversation on your phone, and say you're in the kitchen and you're on your phone and you say, man, I don't want to hold my phone. You can walk over to the HomePod, hold your phone next to it, and transfer the audio right onto it. And you can continue cooking dinner or whatever you want to do. Interesting. So it's a pretty neat system that makes it more and more usable in in ways that I didn't think I would use. I look at my kids right now. I have a six-year-old and an 11-year-old, and they use talk for everything. I have, I've had that stupid talk remote forever. I mean, when they came out with it, I, I had one. I never used it because I thought it was stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to talk into my remote control, remote control for your TV. Game of Thrones. I'm not going to do <laughs> Change that. Change the channel. It's stupid. To... You know, turn the volume down. Yeah. You know? Seems silly. I thought that that was dumb. But I look at my kids who are sitting on their iPads and they, they use it for everything. It's incredible. So, I mean, that is where the technology is going, is voice activated. And the things that you can use it for, look past the dumb stuff, you know? You're not going to, yeah, like you say, I'm not going to talk into my remote to turn down the volume. I'm just going to push the volume down button. Yeah. But with my Apple TV, I can hold the little Siri button down and talk into the remote and say, hey, turn off the kitchen lights. Boom. They all go off. Hey, Siri, it's cooking time. Yeah. And then I've, all the lights come on. 
They do. I, I've set up a scene. I've talked about this earlier. It's called a, a scene where you set up in a, a, a name for it and whatever you call it, that's what it does. Okay, listen. I happen to know that you recently got an extremely smart range, a gas range. Yes. Am I right or am I wrong? You're correct. Are you currently communicating with that device or do you have aspirations to communicate with that device? So that device came with an app. It's made by a company. It's, it's Cafe is the name of the, the uh, stove that we got. And it does have an app. That app is not currently compatible with HomeKit. So oh, I no. Can't, so I can't monitor it that way. But I can get on the app right now, and I could be anywhere. I could be in the studio. I could be at work. And I can open it, and I can look at it and say, oh, the oven's on. Forgot to turn that off. Boom, turn it off. Right. Or I can say, you know, we're somewhere on my way home. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I want to cook dinner. So I can set it. Preheat oven to 450. Exactly. So it is smart in that way. It is just not, I can't talk to Siri and tell her to turn on my stove. Right. That would be cool, but well, not, the, not I, quite yet. I think it turns out the same situation is with your, um, with the device on your front porch, right? You said that you got a ring device for your front porch. I did. So yeah, I told you this during the break. I bought a ring uh, doorbell. Doorbell, you're right. Which, you know, became hugely, wildly popular. Definitely. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't had visions of having one of my own. Well, it was on super sale, you know, right before the holidays. So I picked one up and we loved it. I mean, this was before I did the um, the smart home stuff. Right. So I got that, plugged it in, you know, hooked it up and got the, the app. And it is really, really cool. I tell you what, you know, when somebody rings, it notifies you on your phone. You can pull it up and you can talk to whoever's standing there. They can talk back. Um, you can see them. Yeah. Whenever there's motion, it notifies me and says, hey, there's motion at your front door. I can pull it up, look at it immediately and say, oh, that's a UPS man. Amazon. Go, yep. I can go straight out there and grab the package before any porch pirates. <laughs> <laughs> That's a valuable tool right there. Absolutely. But one caveat, it does not work with Apple HomeKit. Ah, of course. All right, we're going to take another quick break. More home automation when we come back. Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today we're talking about home automation and smart houses. Uh, but hey, if you haven't already, go check out our Facebook and Instagram page, our YouTube channel. Uh, you can find all that on our website. It's par.com and click on the weekend warriors link it's right there on the front page that'll take you over to our uh, our site that has all those links on there if you want to send us an email with any questions or comments uh, maybe tell us where we're wrong or right uh, or anything we can help you with send us those over uh, our email address is weekend warriors 
atpar.com. So anyways, today we're talking about home automation because I started on this venture a few weeks ago. I bought some smart lights from Costco, some smart bulbs, I should say, and I found them very, very cool. I, I think that it's just a super cool thing to be able to automate your home. And back many years ago, we had a company come into our studio and we talked to them, the guys over at Evolved Home, and they gave us a lot of ideas for what's possible. And up until this point, very probably within the last couple of years, home automation wasn't for the DIYer. It was, it's very high, it's highly specialized. Um, the, some of these systems that they put together with super high-end audio and super high-end, you know, equipment can cost thousands, tens of thousands. So it wasn't something that I would ever look into, honestly, because it's just cost prohibitive. But with some of the new technology out there, everything's wireless. You know, it all works with my Apple phone, Apple Home Kit, and I just I I've dove right in. So I started getting into it. I have uh, wired uh, dimmer switches in my house that are connected to my Home Kit, so I can just dim all the lights in my house. Okay, wait. So let's rewind because we didn't talk about that. Oh, so that is actually a switch, right? It's a switch for the lights inside your home. Yes. And that's a that's a smart switch. So you have a smart switch that runs some of the lights in your home. Not all of them, just some of them in one area. Almost all of them. I've I have done almost all of the lights on the main floor of my home other than like the bathroom and the bedrooms. I don't really care at this point to automate those. Um I would let you know, whoever's walking into those rooms be, to be able to sure. turn them on and off. Sure. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's kind of funny because it, you, you have a lot of control at this point over what's going on in your home, whether you're there or not. Yes, in that... Which makes things kind of weird. It is kind of weird, um, but it's also... You can turn that off. You can turn that capability on and off to be able to control it away from your home um, or other people. So everybody in my family has all of the same capabilities as I do. They can turn lights on and off from anywhere. You know, my wife can turn the TV off. If the kids are at home on the TV, she can turn it off or see what they're watching. You know, I can pull up my phone right now and I can look at the app and click on my Apple TV and that tells me what they're watching inside of the house. And I can pause is it, it. Is it Blue's Clues? <laughs> Blue's Clues. Uh, but the other thing that has this has allowed me to do, it comes with a function called intercom. So I don't know if you were, when you were growing up, there was five of us kids in my house growing up, and everybody just yelled <laughs> from one, you know, one side of the house to the other, you know, yeah. dinner time yeah. or yeah. or whatever, you know, hey, if you have a phone call. You know, and this intercom setup is just like the olden days of, you know, the push button intercom, except it's in the palm of your hand. So you have a smartphone. 
I can push the intercom button, I can record my message, and it will send that recorded message to all of the devices connected to the smart home. So it'll pop up on my kids' iPads, it'll pop up on my wife's phone, uh, it'll pop up on, and it will play over my HomePod speaker in the kitchen. So if somebody's in the kitchen, they'll hear it. Interesting. Or if you can get these other smaller speakers called HomePod Minis, they're just about the size of a softball uh, that also play music. And you can put those throughout your house and it will also work with those. <laughs> Dinner time. Yeah, so you, so you say, hey, Siri, dinner time, or hey, Siri, intercom, and then you say, dinner time, hey, kids, come into the kitchen to eat your dinner, and then you don't have to yell it. Right. So if you have a bigger house, let's say, you know, you don't have to... Uh, you have to run around to every room and tell everybody. Yeah, yell at everybody. Gather up the family. Just I wonder pop, if you called up. the dog, if the dog would become confused, <laughs> or would it just run to the speaker? Come get a treat. <laughs> <laughs> just run to the, if you walk into the bedroom and you see your dog just sitting there staring at the speaker, you'll know. Yeah. You never know. I I have to try it. But um, no, let's talk a little bit about those dimmers because we talked about smart lights a little bit. Smart bulbs. Sorry. Yeah. Smart bulbs. And the difference between the setup that I have, I, I got a setup called Lutron Casita or Caseta, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. It's C-A-S-E-T-A uh, with a stylized E. Uh, I would say Caseta, you know, Spanish for a small home, Caseta. Uh, but <laughs> Wow, you put that together. Good job. Well, no, it is. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, but uh, so I would, I, anyway, the, this Lutron product, Caseta, it's a, it's a, a suite of products that they sell. And you probably have heard of Lutron. They're a ginormous company that makes uh, lighting and switches sure, yeah. for, for many, many years. And they're very good at it. Well, what they've done is they've incorporated technology that allows your switches to talk to a base station. Uh, and I have this base station plugged into my router. And so all of the switches in the house talk to one another, and then they also talk to the base station. And when I give a command on my home kit or Siri, or if I tell Siri to do something, it notifies the base station of the Lutron system, and then it tells the lights what to do. Wow. So the nice part about that is I only have one product connected to my internet, and then I have... I don't have to buy special bulbs. So if you've ever looked at smart bulbs, they are typically pretty expensive. Uh, on the cheap end, they're probably $10. And on the expensive end, up to 30 And to get them put together, you know, you have to buy a base station and all this stuff. So you have to have a bulb for everything. So in my kitchen, I have can lights. I have these dimmable LED can lights that I put in a few years ago when we remodeled. Uh, so I didn't want to have to go buy all new smart cans. Right. Which you can do. I just didn't. I mean, that's a lot of money. Sure. They're, they're, you know, I didn't pay for that. So you buy the one switch and that one switch will control all of those cans at once. Interesting. Anything connected to it will control all of them together. But you had to put individual switches in individual rooms. Correct. So wherever I had a switch before that controlled a set of lights, 
for instance, I had three switches in my kitchen. I have a kitchen slash living area. <clears throat> and I had three switches. One controlled this set of lights, one controlled the island, and another one controlled the set of lights over there. So I replaced each switch with a casita. And they're about 60 bucks a switch. But it was a lot cheaper than buying, you know, 15 cans just to be able to run that system. Right. So it's pretty cool. Uh, they make a few other products that uh, we'll talk about after the break. But I really, really, really can't say enough about the Lutron Casita system. Well, I'm, I'm interested to hear about all of the other items that you can control with your little smartphone right there. We'll be right back. You're listening to Tony Core, your weekend warriors. Don't go away. You're listening to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for sticking with us. One last segment. Today, Tony and I are talking about home automation, smart home, all of these crazy terms. Uh, but what it really boils down to is... There are products available on the market today that any DIYer, home, you know, weekend warrior, home improvement person can put in their home and turn it into a semi-smart home. You know, imagine walking in, pulling in your driveway, and your phone knows where you are location-wise, and it tells your porch light porch light to turn on and your entry light yep it tells your front door to unlock yep you walk in the door groceries in each hand and it turns on the kitchen light and it turns on you know your favorite music you know there's like all of these things that sound kind of crazy you know you you sound like you might never use them but the quality of life in some of these applications is pretty cool you know, like, for instance, I use Apple HomeKit. That's kind of what I've been talking about today. Um, I found it to be the most user-friendly with the stuff that I have. And I really liked the idea of Apple's privacy policy. Some of the other uh, things out there on the market, the always listening type devices where you say, hey, so-and-so. <laughs> um, some of those privacy policies that they have aren't really in line with what I think is right. <laughs> and Apple's seems a little more lean to the privacy side. So anything that they report back of, of anything that I say is not attached to my name or my location or anything. So some sort of anonymous information that's right. shared. Yeah. Right? Like if I'm, so if you don't I end say, up getting uh you don't end up getting, Netflix mail because you said something about Netflix. Exactly. Um, or I'm telling somebody my bank account number or I'm telling somebody my credit card number over the phone or something or my social security number. You know, there are devices that are listening in your home. This is a fact. And people are listening to those things. It, that is also a fact. 
that these some of these things are reported back to a group of people that are just listening to things that people say to their devices or just say in their home. So it's kind of crazy, uh, but Apple's take on it is, to me, in my opinion, and the things that I've read, it's it's more geared towards privacy. So anyway, that's where I'm at. Not to throw a wet blanket on your home automation plans. No. But uh, I, I mean, mean that, that is a little out of my hands feeling. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if I'm setting up a speaker in my house and a microphone in my house, that is... Uh, Always listening. Seemingly, yeah, uh, always an open line. I mean, that makes me worry about talking about, you know, whatever. Well, and (laughs) there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. Um, You know, is some of it rooted in truth? I would say yes. You know, it might not be to the extent of what some people think or whatever, but there are positive things. Cases and things that you can go out and read and find of uh, situations where that exact thing is Some intrusion. If you read the privacy statements in some of the items that are packaged. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you go in and look at the privacy settings. I, I have a TV. I have a Sony TV that uses Android TV. So when you plug it in, you have to agree to their terms of service. And I'm not kidding you, it's 25 pages long. Yeah. You have to like scroll down through this thing and hit OK before you can even use the TV. Sure. And I haven't looked through it, but I guarantee you it's it's about collecting data. So It's always about collecting data. Yeah, that's where the money is. <laughs> anyway, back to the smart home. Um, so we were talking about this Casita, Lutron Casita system that is so cool because you replace... The current switch that you have in the wall with this Lutron Casita system, and it will operate the bulbs that you already have in your ceiling or in your home anywhere connected to a switch. Now, there are also ways to connect a plug. If you have a just a regular wall outlet and say you have a lamp connected to that wall outlet. Like 12 times in my house. Totally. You can... Do many things there. You can buy smart bulbs for one that just that work that way. Or you can also buy smart plugs. And by smart plug, what that means is you whatever you plug into it, you can switch on and off using your home automation. So you buy a plug, which is a three-pronger or whatever, and you plug that into your outlet. And then that also receives the plug from your whatever you're plugging in. Correct. Like a lamp. So it's kind of like a, it goes between the outlet and the lamp. It's a little plug. Correct. Okay. Now the difference, and this is probably something that I probably should have mentioned before, but when you talk about something that's smart, because when I was explaining all this to you earlier today, you said something to me that wasn't correct. You said, well, if you were to turn that the lamp power, off. If you were to turn off. the power off to that smart bulb, it would lose its smartness. Right. It becomes now a dumb bulb. Well, that is true and also not true for certain things. So with a with a lamp that's connected to a smart plug, if you were to turn that bulb off, the switch off at the lamp, next time you use your smart device or run the automation to turn that light back on... Yes, it would be off. Right. Because you've cut the power. Essentially, what that plug is doing is it's 
turning the power on and off remotely. Now, with the Casita system that I have, the Lutron Casita system, if you were to turn that off at the wall, it also relays that information to your home kit to tell you that it's off. So you don't have to do one of those situations. It's not like a, okay, operate lights. And because that one's off, it turns it back on and that one's on. So it turns it off. It's not like that. It's smart. That's very interesting to me. Very, very interesting to me. Uh, I um, But you said something about not using smart bulbs with smart switches. Is there too much smart there? Well, I think there is because you. I don't think you would want to have a smart switch operate a smart bulb um, because the smart bulb, for it to work, needs power all of the time. And if you turn the power off, it will lose connection with whatever setup you have, right? And become a dumb bulb. Exactly. So you're just turning it. So you turn it off and it loses connection. So it no longer does what it's supposed to be doing. So if you're replacing bulbs in your house with smart bulbs, then you would not want to operate those. So then do they make bulbs that, you know, can change color and do the blink and the and the dimming and all of that and also be on a smart switch i mean are you trying to use smart bulbs around your smart switches um yes uh they do have that um and i haven't dove quite into that but it is available smart bulbs that are intended to be used with smart switches i believe so as opposed so this just comes right back to choosing your um Choosing your components wisely, making sure that you're buying components that work with other components. Right. That's all it's about is you're buying whatever system you're using. If you want to use Google Assistant or Alexa or Apple HomeKit, and there's a few others out there that do this, um, that you buy the components that work with each other. And again, I chose Apple because Apple's a huge company, and I know that they're going to have support for their products for the foreseeable future. Right. Um, some other things. Let's talk a couple things. There's a, l- a few things else that you can home automate that you would never think of. Your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> you can. Um, <laughs> I have a Roomba vacuum cleaner, and I know that it can be automated. I've just, I haven't given that a lot of thought. Um, window blinds. Oh, yeah. That's a huge one. They make window blinds. Actually, Lutron makes them that you can connect. They're battery operated. You just put them up. You, they take like, I don't know, five or six D batteries. and the batteries last like two years or something. Uh, but you can put them on timers. You can put them on uh, conditions. Like, for instance, you could have like on a window or a north-facing wall or a southern-facing wall. Or if it's super, super sunny out and you know it's 80 degrees, you can have all the blinds go down automatically because it's hot Because out. of the temperature, sure. It's kind of cool. Stuff like that you can have. You can have them on timers so they open and close at certain times. Or you can say... Hey, Siri, close all the blinds. Boom. Closes them all at once. Wow. Man, it seems like the possibilities are endless. And uh, and I, I, this has been a, a really fun topic for me. I've really enjoyed it. So here, folks, run out and automate your homes. This has been another episode of Your Weekend Warriors right here. On the Weekend Warriors Radio Network. Have a great week. <laughs>